and they said it wouldn't last. Hello, everyone. Welcome to VLGA Connect, episode number 200. We've been wondering what to do about this special milestone episode, so I thought I'd bring in Catherine Arndt, CEO of the VLGA, and Steve Cooper, Chief of Staff of the VLGA, to reflect a little on where we've come from over these past 200 episodes. Hello, Catherine. Hi there, Chris. Hi, Steve. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chris. I'm thrilled to be able to raise the bat on reaching the 200. Thanks for the opportunity. Indeed. So, um, look, nothing particularly well planned about this episode, but we did want to mark the milestone and not only look back, but also look forward in a moment. And, and, and Catherine, firstly, if I could ask you to cast your mind back to, I think it was around March it of was. 2020 and COVID was just taking hold. What were you hoping to achieve with this thing? BLGA well, Connect as we now know it? That's an excellent question, Chris. I remember, um, you know, we, we, we literally did bunker down in the, in the bunker room, as it was known back then, um, in our office, uh, and talked about what we could continue to deliver to the sector, how we could continue to support the sector through what looked to be um, this global pandemic that is and has become and um, also in such an incredibly busy year leading into local government elections. So, you know, it just, just being able to be agile and to use that overused word, pivot what we were doing in, in a face-to-face -face, um, format onto a, an online platform. We played around with that um, a little bit already. We of course, have had JLF working with us now for, for a few years and have really tried to capture some of our face-to-face -face events also in a short video format because that also enables us to distribute um, the reach and get out there to those rural regional areas that we may not be able to engage with on a face-to-face -face level. So that was... Um, I guess the, the reason for being for, for VLGA Connect, but even the name VLGA Connect, the connect is quite important also because we did want to connect um, and keep connected with our members, with the local government sector more broadly, but also people in the community and other stakeholders who really did just need to keep in touch and keep up to date with what was happening. And hence VLGA Connect was, was born. Catherine, um, a few people have said to me that they think it's it's helped to really raise the profile of the VLGA. Not that it didn't have a profile prior to this, but do you think it's done something for the way people perceive the VLGA as a peak organisation? Oh, look, I, I absolutely do, because what it's enabled us to do is actually bring to people's desks um, right in front of them to see that we do, in fact, engage regularly with key stakeholders, um, sector leaders, policymakers, integrity agencies. We were having those conversations all the time before COVID, but, of course, they weren't necessarily visible. Um, the availability of those people weren't, um, wasn't um, as flexible as um, it is during this current sort of environment of COVID. So we were, we were able to embrace the relationships that we'd already established, but just, you know, bring it to people, um, to their desk, to their home, to their um, whatever device they were watching or listening on. And what that has done in turn, I think, 
um, you know, it's almost been a domino effect where the more um, episodes that we've, we've run, the more live panels we've facilitated, the more stakeholders we've engaged, um, we keep finding more and more want to be engaged with us. And, and that's just terrific. Um, they know that it's a safe platform. We're not too scary. And, of course, Chris, um, I have to acknowledge the role that you've played in being the face of VLGA Connect and bringing those experiences that you've had in a previous life back to, back to the table, um, embraced them and, and really made it a pleasure, I think, for viewers and also, um, you know, interviewees alike. Thank you. Look, it's been a lot of fun and I've got to bring Steve into the conversation because, you know, one of the very first show, I think certainly in the first handful of episodes, we thought, why don't we try a governance update? Because there's always seems to be issues around governance matters that people are interested in. And Steve, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to announce, you probably already know this, but consistently since day one, the governance update is our most watched and most downloaded program. Don't want you to get a big head about this, it's, but there you go. You've got big. You've got uh, you've got the mantle to carry. It's the topic, Chris. It's just uh, engenders enthusiasm, and it's been a time, I suppose, where um, it has been front of mind. You might recall that um, the Local Government Act came into into effect um, June, July, twenty twenty. There was a raft of um, milestones to be met um, by September and like weirdly people were interested in the topic. Yeah and, but of course the sector keeps giving us such good stuff to talk about too. Some of it a bit challenging but we haven't shied away from that and and some of it perhaps a little bit dry but I think you've got a way of bringing it uh, in, into, uh, into an, an accessibility uh, that uh, that people can really appreciate. Oh well that's that's kind Chris. I think um, Really what um, you and I have both tried to bring to the topic is to look beyond what the legislation says and to go back to a principal approach. And one of the things I really love about local government is there are, there are so many rich stories that, um, that it's, uh, it's a sector where we have people working together, all trying to do their best, and sometimes we butt up against each other. And, um, and that makes rich fodder. Um, both of you, I'm not sure how often you look back. Uh, the, the, uh, the beauty of this, uh, and perhaps uh, the, on the downside, all of those episodes are there, available forever and a day, <laughs> all 200 of them. If you oh, go yeah. back and look at any of the first 10 or so episodes and compare them to today, um, I think we've polished it a little bit since then. Oh, look, I, I agree with that. We've moved on a bit. I, I, I was reflecting, I was sending... Um, a link to one of the very early episodes to uh, an interested party the other day. And I, I found myself a, um, just a, making the comment that, look, please note, it was a very early episode of Connect. We were a little rusty back there, back then, but, you know, it, it's still relevant to what we're talking about. And one of the, um, you know, the other things I think um, is the beauty of this platform is Many of um, the policymakers and stakeholders have used our platform to get information out there um, that they wouldn't have been able to do um, before the VLGA Connect program was around. And, you know, we've been able to share Infrastructure Victoria's um, uh, strategy consultation documents where, and, and, you know, have a discussion about that. We hosted... Um, you know, the VEC and the Inspectorate and other integrity agencies 
um, leading into the local government elections and provided um, participants in that live panel with the opportunity to ask those, you know, ask the, the, the Victorian Electoral Commissioner questions that they probably would never have had access to be able to ask him directly before. And, um, and, and as you say, in terms of the governance um, update, which sort of evolved after sort of the early, you know, few episodes, has become a program in itself. And both you and Steve just make it so accessible and personable, I think, if that's a word, um, for, for our viewers. And, um, you know, I really echo um, your sentiment, Chris, that the style and approach, Steve, that you bring to those conversations is, is really appreciated and valued by the sector. And I want to um, uh, acknowledge JLF. You mentioned John Lloyd Fillingham there earlier. I, I can remember an early conversation uh, with JLF about, you know, people people get what we're trying to do here. We're, we're using the technology that's available. We're just going to put this stuff out there. No one expects it to be polished. But, of course, over time, we expected it to perhaps uh, look better, sound better, et cetera. And what JLF has brought to the party has just been an extraordinary effort to really make it look and sound the best that we can do it. Indeed, I, I echo that also, Chris, and the beauty of working with JLF and, and him working with us for a few years now is that he gets the sector, even though that's not his sort of technical background in terms of sector knowledge, he gets the business of local government. He's really listened to the conversations as he's been recording and editing them, and, you know, he he does a lot of the, the edits and the tweaks and the, the fine tuning without any, um, you know, need to sort of seek any guidance from us. And it's just been a seamless um, platform indeed. Um, in fact, coming from a meeting last night, Chris, that you're also um, at, you know, we're, we're being approached by, by, you know, departments in state government who would like to use our platform to, to partner with us to host ministers and other, um, you know, policy makers talking about some really relevant, if rele relevant issues. And you can see the angst um, that they're experiencing, of course, um, thinking that logistically it's a difficult thing for us um, to put together. But mm -hmm. 200 episodes in, I feel that, you know, we've got a pretty good formula now. Yes, sure, there's always room for improvement and we're more than happy to take feedback um, from our viewers about, you know, what they'd like to see more or less of um, indeed. But um, I'm just so pleased we can really response, respond quickly when, when the issues come up. So I've um, had a look at some figures, uh, particularly this calendar year. We've had well over 4,000, closing in on 5,000 uh, views or downloads of the podcast when you add them up this calendar year. Um, certainly big numbers. They started off understandably uh, much lighter and built up over the course of 2020. But I wondered whether uh, either of you could sort of guess what has been in our top 10 this year in terms of viewership and podcast downloads. And I've already given you a big hint, Steve, about uh, something that appears on more than one occasion. <laughs> I couldn't possibly suggest that, Chris. But yeah, I, I mean, I hope the governance update, as you've suggested, is is uh, rating well. But I'm thinking through um, 
And if they don't rate well, some of your interviews with people like Terry Moran, um, the Child Friendly Cities um, interviews, uh, they're a re real surprise packets. Um, Ken Smith from Anzog, um, really for anyone wanting professional development in the sector, um, those thought leaders, I, I hope, have rated well. And that's a really good point, um, Steve, that you make. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we really encourage people watching this episode to, to go back and catch up on some of those that they may not have seen because the other reason behind VLGA Connect and also many of our VLGA Connect programs, sorry, VLGA programs are to bring thought leaders um, to the table to inform uh, elected representatives at local government and also um, officers and executive to actually start thinking about issues that they might see not necessarily in their sphere or, or pertinent to their municipality as such, but are really critical for them to understand when it comes to strategic planning for their community for the future. And um, I think that VLGA Connect as a platform has enabled us to do that. Sorry, Chris, we didn't answer your question because you've got some stats there. I, I do. Uh, and, you know, look, last year, I haven't gone back to last year. Um, I do recall Stuart Mosley from the VPA, uh, the interview with Kelly Grigsby right at the um, onset of COVID at uh, Wyndham as the CEO as she was at the time. Th those were really uh, well-viewed episodes, as was um, on more than one occasion, our interviews with the local government minister, both current and uh, and past. But this year, um, surprisingly, the number one program, uh, not surprising because I've already hinted it, was <laughs> the governance update. But the one that we did on site at Fast Track back in March, Steve, you'll remember, um, that day, that one is by far and away the most viewed and watched episode of the year thus far. Um, but you're probably able to guess which one is a close second and it's far more recent and it certainly gained a lot of interest and, uh, and uh, commenting on LinkedIn and the like. Chris, I'd be thinking an interview with Tony Rownich uh, following a Supreme Court decision uh, regarding CEO employment might have attracted just a bit of attention. You're absolutely spot on. That's our number two rated program for the year. Now, number three is going to surprise you, I'm sure. And perhaps number four, I'm going to give you a moment to think about it. Any ideas, Catherine? I recall that the panel of administrators did quite well. Oh, but she's good. Yes. Did yes, that come in good. at number three? No, number four. Number actually, four. Okay. Well, just, you know, reflecting back on that discussion, that was a really interesting conversation. Um, led by yourself, of course, but to have the chairs of um, the three councils that or the, the, the panel of administrators from the three councils currently under administration to just tell people who may not have known or always wondered what was the role of an administrator versus a councillor, um, what was in scope, what was out of scope. So to have that conversation, I think, did get um, the, you know, the level of, it did have that level of interest, we suspected. And it's really interesting to see which programs uh, attract the YouTube audience more so than the podcast audience and vice versa. There doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason 
to that. And I'm choosing to think it's just what people find most convenient at the time. But the one that I think is a bit of a surprise that comes in at, that came in at number three was an interview I did with the then brand new executive director of local government Victoria, Julie Reed. Fantastic. That's a surprise, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> well, yes and no, because I think although we knew Julie, um, the sector would be really keen to have an opportunity to find out who is this person who's the new executive director of local government Victoria and, and, and what will they bring? And I think would have been um, pleasantly surprised but not shocked by that interview. Indeed. And yeah. another one that uh, held up really well was an interview with Shane Lucas from the Victorian Responsible uh, Gambling Foundation. So that really sort of rounds out our our top five when you subtract some of those governance updates that always attract um, a strong audience. Before we uh, wrap up, let's leave what we've done behind and look ahead. And Catherine, where do you think we're going with this beast that we've created now? Well, I think we're, we're going full steam ahead, absolutely. I think it will be an ongoing um, program in the suite of VLGA offerings. I am looking forward to some um, some more live panel discussions using this platform and we've got a number of uh, topics um, in the wings waiting to go. Um, I'm really excited about the partnership that we've developed with LGIU, which is an international local government think tank. We're using this platform to host uh, the global executive uh, panels that we're running with LGIU and we've in fact got some interest um, from the other side of the world in, in um, Canada where uh, which of course is is a system of local government that is often held up to be um, one of best practice and um, some some interested parties there to engage with us to further discuss the discussion about what constitutes, good governance in an elected representative model, which I think, and listening to the recent governance um, updates and also listening to the calls I've taken from councillors and also CEOs is an ongoing um, question and challenge and opportunity for the sector. Sometimes too, changing the context is what opens up those opportunities. And for that reason, getting international perspective on issues where we've only had the conversations internally um, is really powerful. Oh, look, it is, Steve. And, and you know, we're, we're, we do have a principles-based act now. So, you know, the legislative framework is, 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 is simply the compliance tool, but the principles and understanding what those mean and look like and the application of those will only benefit and, um, from being informed from experiences elsewhere and other jurisdictions. And that's why um, the VLGA has identified that that engagement is really important. I think worth noting uh, that when you dig a little deeper into the statistics of who's actually watching and listening to VLGA Connect, it's not just a Victorian audience. There's more and more um, a, a national audience finding this and globally through the global panels, et cetera. And Steve, you and I have talked a bit about um, issues that are happening in the sector um, in other jurisdictions around Australia in recent times, which I think uh, is resonating with some people. But it's, it gives us opportunities to look at, you know, outside our patch to see how things are being done, what can we learn, and where perhaps are we ahead of the game? Oh, definitely, Chris. And 
I think, and equally, Catherine and I have been having this conversation that if you peel away the quite specific um, legislative framework in Victoria, the principles of good governance um, stand up uh, in every jurisdiction. So quite relevant. And Steve, where do you think, uh, if you were to gaze into your crystal ball, where do you think we'll be this time next year in terms of the way the sector is uh, maturing, particularly as the new Local Government Act beds in? Um, Chris, I think this is a really challenging time. Um, COVID's been, in some ways, um, unlocked opportunities that we might not have seen coming and, and just um, pivoting to an online platform, for example, is one example. The, the service delivery that councils have provided in a COVID environment is just um, nothing short of amazing. So there have been some really positive stories about COVID. Uh, one of the downsides has been that people who ordinarily would meet in the same room haven't necessarily been able to do so. So um, those councils that can grasp that challenge and move forward, because in two months' time, they will have adopted most of the strategic documents, be really into that um, second year of um, strong policy and capital works planning. Um, the councils that do that well will be well set up. Um, there are some who might not. Not. I'll be really interested to see how councils perform in this very important second year. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, Catherine. Any final thoughts before we start to embark on our next set of two hundred episodes? Only just say, uh, Chris and Steve, it's been my absolute pleasure and an ongoing pleasure to continue to work with you on this program. Um, it was, you know, a terrific opportunity, I think, for episode 200 that the three of us were able to um, come together and, and reflect on the past sort of 18 months now, I guess, when you, when you think about it. You know, it, it, I guess my final um, reflection is that VLGA Connect also highlights to the sector um, at a national level that the Victorian Local Governance Association is the only organisation of its kind in Australia. Uh, yes, we do have a V in front of our name because our origins did start here. But as you also um, pointed out, Chris, our reach through this platform is much broader. And I look forward to the opportunities that that will bring not only to the VLGA, but also to our members and the local government sector nationally. Yeah. Excellent. Good note to finish on, I think. So um, I don't know what JLF's going to do in terms of special effects or something. I'm sure there's something happening on the screen now to uh, pop the cork, so to speak. Uh, thank you, Catherine. Pleasure to work with you as always. Thank you, Steve. And uh, may there be many more. Thank you for joining me in this reflection today. Terrific. Thanks, Thanks Catherine. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve. And that's a wrap for episode 200 of VLGA Connect. May there be many more. We'll see you again for more very soon. Bye for now.